Welcome to another episode of Tech Niche Tips Live. Yes, we're coming to you live here on this Saturday morning, and I am excited to have you on as well as our guests, and I'm going to be bringing them on very soon. But while we do that, I'm waiting for people to come into the room. I'm excited to, again to have you here with us, and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. First and foremost, uh, one question is, what are you doing this Father's Day? I wanted to know right off. In fact, I want to ask you, what are you doing this Father's Day? If you have any Father's Day plans, let you could go ahead and put it in the chat. And I want to see who has some Father's Day plan. Father's Day plans. And if you do, let me know in the chat below. Uh, good morning. All right. I see my brother here. Peace and blessings to you, Scott. Good to see you, man. I'm glad that you're here um, this Saturday morning prior to Father's Day. Do you have any Father's Day plans? Do you know if you're gonna get surprised with a tie or <laughs> or a mug? I actually got my surprise actually a couple of weeks ago because my wife saw something really cool in the store. Um, and uh, if I get it, I'll bring it out to you. Hey, good morning, Mitch. Good to see you this morning. I'm glad you are joining us here from YouTube land. Uh, but anyway. With that being said, I'm not going to take too much time because I want to get our guests right on so we could talk about it. Oh, man, you're working as usual on Father's Day. That's a crime. That is that is a crime. You should not be working on Father's Day. You should be home uh, celebrating life with your family. So I, I I feel bad for you, my friend. I feel bad to hear that. Oh, man. But uh, but yeah, without without being said, I don't want to delay things too much because I have a, a guest on that is great. Uh, not only is this person a uh, person that took time out of his schedule <laughs> to help people uh, break into tech when it comes to being a sales engineer, you know, it, it, this person has taken time to really uh, educate people and actually has something of his own that he's developed that I think you'll find very interesting. Uh, and <laughs> Scott says, you know, the medical, medical don't stop. That's true. Medical don't stop. If people get sick, you got to come out there and you have to be present and you have to be helpful. So I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, but with that being said, I'm going to bring on our guest today. And I am so happy that we have with us today, Brother Nigel. How you doing, Nigel? Is everything well? I am doing well, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the platform. Thank you for the warm welcome, man. Um, I'm excited. I don't have anything planned yet for Father's Day. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you, but um, my wife better go out and go big, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I actually didn't even mention my plans. I, my, well, I'm going to be going to a barbecue that my friend has 
him and his wife, they are, they are very hospitable. They always open their home and, and their musicians like meet myself. So we, there's like always like a band there. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like, you know, getting on the mic. I normally MC those sort of things. And so, and so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but yeah, but no, honestly, it's, 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 it's a pleasure to have you on and I'm really excited to get into this conversation. hundred percent. Love it. Well, with that being said, normally how these conversations roll is typically, you know, we start from the boots, which is symbolic of the journey one takes to get to where you are right now, Nigel. And then we go to the brain, which is a mindset someone needs not to only, only get to where you are, uh, but to scale from there. Mm. Um, and so with that being said, I'm going to take myself off <laughs> and I'm going to give you the stage so that you could talk about just the beginnings of where you were born and raised and how did you basically get to where you are right now? Yeah, no, for sure. I think one thing that you just said, um, I love this is, this is not, hey, how to get to Nigel's level, um, because that's not my goal for you guys. It's to honestly using me as a stepping stone. I'm going to be super excited if I see you launch and, hey, I want to see, you know, you passed whatever I've accomplished. That's what that torch handoff looks like. And that's really why I feel like my purpose is here um, to really be that launching pad for a lot of individuals. Um, but um, going back to how I got to where I'm at, um, I would say if I could boil it down, it'd be curiosity, being frank. I I'm born in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, uh, the youngest of three, um, came to the States at a super young age. Um, but I think what Drake said it best, you know, it's not about who did it first, uh, it's about who did it best. So I was always curious on trying to find new ways to whether outdo my siblings or find new innovative ways to be more effective or really reduce the work or reduce the effort needed to come to the same conclusion. Um, and with that mindset, um, that really led me to jump into the, the field of engineering. I've always loved to break things down and kind of use that curiosity, whether if it's, you know, problem solving and all of that stuff kind of combined. Um, and with that, um, during my time, you know, in school um, at UNT, University of North Texas, what is it? Shout out to the, the birds, hawks, something like that. Um, I got a degree with mechanical and energy engineering. Um, and though I was super excited about that, I felt different, just to be frank. Um, I felt that my real passion was the, with the connection of people. And I found that by working at Nordstrom. I was a stylist at Nordstrom for about four years during my time. Um, and I wanted to really blend both worlds. I wanted to take my love for people, my love for, you know, interactions, my, my, my love for just that relationship selling and apply that with my background of, of, of technical and understanding and problem solving. And that's where I rolled into the role of uh, a sales slash solutions engineer early, right out of college. No experience in the space, just jumped in. Um, and ever since then, I've been in multiple different industries. I've been a top performer at multiple different industries. Um, and have been able and been blessed to really be uh, a support system and an access to other individuals wanting to do the same. So I've been doing, have been coaching for about three, four years now, um, and recently um, was able to launch uh, 
my own platform, um, which we'll kind of go into a little bit later called Learnful. Have an amazing team. Um, I think how we're approaching it is completely different. Uh, I feel like we're one of one and I know that we're one of one. Um, so I'm excited to really open up about it, tell you all a little bit more about what we have here um, and how we're kind of going to market. So I don't know if that's enough, but hey, it's, it's curious, man. It's my curiosity is really what got me right here. You know, it's funny. I'm thinking as you're talking, they you normally they normally say curiosity kill the cat. Mm -hmm. But when you get into tech, it's like no, or even in the world, you're like no. Curiosity did a lot of good stuff in this world, <laughs> you know. That's true. And so, say that again. I'm a dog person, so that that, that quote don't don't matter about nobody, bro. Gotcha. <laughs> Me too. I'm I'm more I'm boxes are my favorite. I don't know mm -hmm. why. I just have a, a love for boxes, mm -hmm. but um. But when it comes to curiosity, I think that that is essential for any any sort of role in tech, whether it's tech sales, whether it's whatever the case may be, definitely a sales engineer. Uh, <laughs> so as the roles grow, having that curiosity, having that the, the, wanting to know why the why is behind the things that we do, it really is essential. And so I wanted to kind of peel back the onion a little bit. First of all, you said you grew up in Zimbabwe a little bit or you were born there or did you grow up there? But I spent a, a good, you know, two, I think two, three years there. I came over when I was super young. I think my family, uh, my mom tells me this story all the time. When we came, we had uh, just one suitcase uh, and one magazine. I think it was like an Essence magazine. I don't know why we had an Essence magazine, you know, but we, she was proud of that magazine. So, yeah, I was super young came uh, when I came into here. We lived in Jackson, Mississippi. We lived in New Orleans for about 10 years. Shout out to the NO. Uh, and then now we're living uh, in Dallas. But um, we go back as, as much as possible on our end. So usually once every two years, majority of our family is still there. So that's home. It's always going to be home. Nice. And, and that engineering portion of it, did you always have a knack for engineering or is that something that you developed along the way? Um, I think Pretty much, man, I'm African, so we don't have much of a choice. It's uh, <laughs> Not the engineer lawyer, right? So uh, I, had, I had to put my brother's a lawyer, um, and I'm the engineer. My sister's in big in finance and stuff like that. So, like, hey, by default. But, no, honestly, um, I think I've always known. Like, it was there was no questioning. I think right when I stepped into college or even before that, I was like, hey, this is, I, from my understanding of this role and, and this, you know, degree, this is what I'm going to excel at. So, I kind of know. Nice. Well, let me uh, let me just pause right here and say, uh, if you have any questions, fam, like if you have any questions, uh, LinkedIn family, uh, we definitely want to hear them later. We're going to have a Q&A section. So if you go ahead, go ahead and put in the comment section any questions that you have, because we're going to talk about how Nigel was able to, you know, through all of this, become a principal engineer, um, a sales engineer to be specific. And he's going to dive into that as well. Can you talk a little bit about your, your journey from, from being an engineer to a sales engineer, um, that transition that you had? Because I think a lot of people are very interested to find out about that. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say the, the buzzword of, you know, transferable skills, but um, I think it's me knowing myself. Um, I think I really had to sit down um, and, and see what I'm good at. What do I enjoy? What are some drainers for me? And, and what are some things that really bring, you know, energy and bring me life? And it's people. Like I've never, mm. like even what I'm doing right now, that's ultimately, that's what my passion, my passion is people. It's not product. It's not, you know, in a problem, it's, it's people. So for me, understanding that about myself, I found a role that did just that, you know? So for me to transfer into, Hey, the engineering where I'm sitting, you know, whether by a desk or, you know, 
coding or, or doing that, that was great and all, but that wasn't fulfilling. Mm. Um, I wanted to make sure that whatever I'm stepping into is not only, you know, impactful for me, but then to others that that's, that's really plain and simple. So um, I saw myself, I, I really wrote down what I'm good at, what I enjoy doing, what are some drainers for me. Um, and I started searching. So that's where I kind of fell upon it, upon it. And, you know, I never looked back since. Wow. 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 So let me ask you this, because a lot of people that I speak to, they're really trying to they have they want to break into being into breaking to tech period. So they either go the tech sales route in regards to being an uh, SDR, BDR, or even they might even break in as an account executive. They might actually have that opportunity. But sales engineering, uh, I've seen some people actually break into it, but it seems like the more difficult of the options there. Can you talk about the level of difficulty that it takes to get into it? But also, can you add to that? How can somebody successfully break in as a sales engineer? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, and I think during my time, to be frank, I've helped, um, just to be honest, probably around hundreds of people to, to, wow. to acquire roles. So whether if it's the span of BDR, SDR, AE, or SE, um, being, you know, my hand and really just that support and helping anyone and guiding them to that role. Um, I've done it for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, not to brag, just be super transparent with you. Um, but, you know, that being said, I've seen some people, you know, straight, super green land some roles that I was like, hey, <laughs> but that's kind of wild. Like, um, I mean, I, I, I appreciate it. I love to see it done, uh, especially for those that, you know, that look like me in this space. But yeah, um, I think the difficulty, I guess the main thing that I've found from 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 individuals um, that are able to jump into, you know, these SC roles or a little bit more technical roles is how they approach problems. Mm. Um, I think the vision that they're looking at things and, and, and how they're able to communicate is completely different. Mm. Uh, I think that's the main, if I could put a point on, you know, having conversations from someone and that, like I said, there's no greater role. There's no lesser role. They're all the same roles. It's ultimately just different responsibilities to be frank. We're all pre-sales. Before yeah. they buy, like we're, we're all holding hands. This is a collaborative selling effort. But I think the main thing is that approach or that mentality as they're approaching this stuff. How are they looking at things? What lens are they looking at it in? Um, and then from that, how are they dissecting that problem? You know, what, what are the chunks that they're biting from? Um, and taking it that deep, I think, is really just the main difference. So I wouldn't say it's, oh, this person is super technical. That's why they got this role. Or this person is funny or they, they know how to you know, you know, keep conversations going. I think it's low. It's, it's re really with the, the vision, I think, that, that they're looking at or the lens that they're looking at it through. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about the fact that everybody's role is important within the pre-sales. I think it could be misconstrued because of the salary that may be attached or the prestige or the, the way people look at things. But a, an SE can't really get that qualified lead without an SDR doing their work of prospecting, of doing research or doing outreach, and the account executive then kind of saying, coming together with the SDR or the BDR and yes. saying, okay, yeah, this is a very viable, you know, we did discovery. Uh, this is a very viable uh, op person we have here. Let's bring it, let's bring our SE in now and let's have this, have the conversation rolling. So I've, I've actually learned that 
I won't say it's the, I won't, again, like you said, there's no particular role that is more important than the other. But one thing I, I learned is that if a, if a really good SDR, BDR does their job really well, that sets the foundation for the rest of that transaction. If that, that, if that prospect has a good experience with that SDR, BDR, if they, are, if they bring the level of professionalism to the conversation and they're like, okay, I don't feel like this is somebody trying to get over on me. This is actually a beneficial, mutually beneficial relationship that we're building okay. here for both of the companies. That really does set up a great experience going forward. And so I, if those that are listening here that are like thinking like, ah, oh, man, I, I'm, just, I'm just an SDR, I'm just a BDR, what, what, what does that mean? No, it, it, you do have value to, to the conversation as well as an account executive, as well as an SE. We all have our roles and responsibilities. So that's a great point that you brought up there. No, man, to, to add to what you said, I mean, even, I, don't even if, I don't even think it's a salary thing because I know a lot of AEs, SDRs that are making a lot more money than me. You know, right. <laughs> Um, it's literally just where we're standing in the, the, the sales process. That's it. Like for me, I'm in a supportive role. This is not my mm -hmm. deal. You know, I'm in, in to fill whatever gaps that, you know, that, you know, appear in this space. So for me, I, I see these SDRs, these AEs, these BDRs that have a little bit more control and being able to steer the ship, you know, and, mm -hmm. I, and I think I appreciate that more. But to your point, when you said, based upon the level of you know preparation or even just how these earlier stages earlier stage roles you know really approach you know this deal or this client it makes our job 10 times easier yeah if i'm in the later stages and i'm having to double back on information or double back on certain processes that weren't really established earlier on then we're losing time we're losing credibility we're losing a lot of stuff so to make sure that smooth handoff um is apparent in every level um i think you're right i mean it's 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 vital wow yeah that's that's a very that's that's a such a great point and i think that if you're if you're watching this like i, I love to say this I'll, I'll use the comment section as your note notepad i mean you might you might not have a chance to run and get a paper and pen your you might be watching this on your phone use the comment section as your notes and if you find any really great things that nigel or myself are saying but really nigel <laughs> go ahead and write it down put it in the comment section so that way not just yourself but others can benefit from of this conversation as well so like i think that is great i i, I let me ask you this because i don't know how much you want to talk about this but you're you're not just a sales engineer you're a principal sales engineer can you talk about the different for a lack of a better word <laughs> rankings in regards to what that really entails being a principal sales and engineer versus just a sales engineer that just got in the game uh well, uh, <laughs> um, love it. Honestly, it's, it's, it, I don't even, it's not even to go in depth with it. I just been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, been doing it for quite a bit, um, at a, um, a high level. Like it, I think for those, once you're getting these steps of, you know, associate regular SC, then senior SC, and then there's even levels in between that. So I can be a senior SE level one, level two you know, level three, um, and then stepping into the principal. But I, I think really it holds on um, a consistent track record of success, um, whether even to a point of, you know, the complexity of the deals um, and the size of the deals. So if, I, if, if one is closing enterprise deals, uh, like my previous organization, um, I, I was the top SE consistently for a while. Um, and, and that 
am I able to communicate that on my resume? Then my next role is, okay, well, you know, not only has he been doing it consistent, but he's been doing it at a high level with high deals, you know? So it's okay. Well, let's step him into this principal role. Um, and usually uh, after that would be uh, more so of an essay or solutions architect type of role, a little bit more on the implementation and, you know, um, um, and kind of a little bit more complexity there. I'm not saying that's the route I'm wanting to go. I'm, I'm right now. I'm being frank. I'm at a, a standstill in regard to career. I'm trying to plant or paint what my my next steps look like. But in the meantime, I'm going to help and support as many people as possible. Wow. Yeah. And I, and then just to kind of give context to people who don't know, like solutions architect, that like moving from the pre sales portion of it to like the post sales portion of it. After this, I and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like that's like more or less along the lines of implementation, I think I would say at that point, right? Yeah, I think they dance in a little bit of different areas as well. Like they're so I've seen some some essays that are also, you know, heavy on the pre-sales, but it's just really like you said, the complexity of the deal or you know, whatever it's super data management uh and stuff, or there's even bigger size deals than you know an, an SE. Uh, but then I've also seen some kind of play around on both ends. So it, it's a fluid role um, and it's completely different at every organization, just as an SC is different at or every organization in regards to responsibility. So yeah. you got to take everything by a grain of salt, you know, for sure. Nice. Nice. I, and um, I'm going to um, let me. Can you see me? <laughs> technology uh well i want to kind of switch over to something else real quickly here as long as you can hear me that's the most important thing there we go uh, as long as you can hear me that's the most important thing but what i was going to say in regards to and this is a question i think some people might want to know a little bit more about it could you talk a little bit about the pros and the cons in regards to the challenges that you might face being an se in your role like you talked a little bit about it like having to go back and get some information if a lot of information wasn't provided prior but can you talk about the visibility? Because that's one thing I've heard. I've spoken to somebody that actually has worked in multiple different roles in techs over the years. Like he's been, been in the business for years. And he said out of all the things that he loves, being a sales engineer was his favorite role. Because back in those days, at least, you were able to travel. You're like doing what Steve Jobs does in regards to the presentation in front of a, a huge like conferences and things of that nature. Can you talk about the pros and the cons of being a sales engineer for those that are contemplating going into this role? Um, I guess starting off with, I love the role because there's no two days that are the same. Mm -hmm. I was in roles previously, like you said, that I would be traveling a lot, you know, maybe, you know, two, three days a week and sometimes, you know, one day a week, whether if it's conferences, whether if it's attending to, you know, big clients, you know, whether in, in Canada, or, you know, California and me all on the company's dime, that was always cool, you know, fed and in field, like really that was fun, um, enjoyable, just kind of seeing the world, um, I guess seeing the, the U.S., um, but I do love the fact that no two days are the same. There's mm -hmm. no two use cases that are the same. So for me, um, I hate mundane things. I hate doing the same. Okay, well, hey, this, having the same conversation. So I love, love, love to solve, especially to solve for, for people. So if that's grabbing information and really kind of pushing it to that or and painting that picture, like that's great because I have a lot of pictures to paint, you know. Mm. Um, so that I think would be my favorite thing about the role is it touches so many different things. I can be, I can be leaning in, I can start doing some little uh, the development work or, you know, or I can be talking to, to marketing and seeing how, you know, getting feedback on understanding what we should be positioning. I can be talking to the product team on, on, on updates. I can be talking to my team and really trying to put our minds together on how to approach a, 
uh, a certain solution. You know, I can be talking to the sales team and, and connecting on, um, you know, what's the best way to collaborative sell. There's a lot, a lot of different areas that we're touching. Um, mm -hmm. And it's hard. So I feel like I'm not just using one skill. I feel like I'm being stretched out of my comfort zone. And if, if, if I'm not, I feel like if I'm not stretching, I'm not growing. Yeah. So it's a consistent growth. And that's something that I've always looked for in roles is, is uh, you know, hey, how am I growing? You know, is, is this something that um, is going to change and alter down the line? That's good. I mean, that was all that was all positive. That's all positive. I want to. And, and you know, so funny, like as you're talking, uh, I have my good friend Scott here. He's like, this is making me excited all over again because he because me and I he and I had conversations recently about him, like trying to figure out. Okay, I want to be SDR, but I really want to be a sales engineer. So right now, this conversation is making him like probably water at the mouth. Uh, so, so that's that's good. Uh, but one thing I wanted to add to that is because I want to give people the real. Um, what can be the cons that you experience as a sales engineer, or what are the challenges that you may be experiencing? Yeah, um, yeah. I and just being frank, I think sometimes I think not specifically for me at this the organization I'm at right now, but. Sometimes it's internal issues um, working with certain people mm -hmm. um, um, and how to really best handle people's personalities. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if I'm approaching a deal a certain way or a certain mindset um, and I'm having some clash internally, it's like, okay, well, hey, like, both mm -hmm. people want the same thing. So having that conflict resolution sometimes is, is a big thing and it, it can be really uncomfortable especially like giving some feedback to them or their managers. So that's something that I'm, I'm learning as well right now, um, you know, and, and leading with empathy and everything that I do. Um, but then there's also stuff, man, like requests for, you know, uh, quotes, RFPs and stuff where we got to fill out all this documentation um, for, uh, for people that are potentially looking into our product. So those I'm never, I, I never love those. Those can be from, you know, 10 questions to like 300 questions, you know, wow. just to qualify. So um, I finished one up uh, for a big company yesterday um, with some with some of my team. And it was done. It took about like two weeks. bro. So I'm never excited about those. But, um, yeah, I think it would be more so internal things about the role yeah. that, that I really don't like. It's never customer facing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's true about a lot of different roles mm -hmm. is like the relationships within your company organization. And, uh, you know, this could, it, 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 you know, especially because you're a supportive role, there might be pressure from an AE to get this because this is the this is the deal that will make their quota. You know, like there's so many different uh, other areas where there could be stressors or uh, miscommunication. So I totally get that. Yeah. Um, and so right now I'm going to pivot because I really want people to hear what you're doing now. And I want to pivot to your journey, helping people outside of your organization, people looking to break into tech um, and your journey from basically doing the work to helping people land a job in tech. Can you talk about your transition um, into that position? Yeah, um, I think it just started off on kind of a one to one basis. Mm. Um, it was, you know, people reaching out. Hey, you know, I see that you're doing this. Would love to kind of pick your brain. Um just a heads up, y'all don't say pick your brain to anybody that, you know, that you haven't like be specific on what you're wanting. Um, All right. Write um, that down, y'all. Yeah. You ha have an intention when you're when you're approaching someone um, because you're probably not going to get a response to pick your brain. 
Uh, but let me get, I just had to get that off my chest. But ultimately, uh, it was on a one-to-one basis. Um, and it was kind of more on a mentorship um, level. Um, and I started really finding, hey, you know, like, that's a passion for me. Like, I love to see people win. That's it. Like, at the end of the day, this is not, not no gatekeeping. Like, ultimately, I want, and like, I want to reiterate that, like, especially people that look like me. Because sometimes it's an exposure thing. Sometimes yep. we don't have the access. Sometimes we don't have the support or the resources and I'm wanting to be whatever I need to be to help people get into roles like that. Um, So it was on a one-to-one basis. Um, Then I was able to tap into another, you know, uh, a boot camp. I helped kind of build out um, as well. Um, And I saw that, I guess the, the, the the impact level that can grow. And I saw it's, this is something is scalable, not only on a one-to-one, but I can, have 15, 20, 30 people that I'm really helping and pouring into, you know, and for me to continue to pour into something, I have to have something to pour. So me still in in still learning and being a student myself about this role and and growing more than I've grown, you know, thus far, some of the stuff that I'm teaching, I'm going back in my head and like, well, Hey, this is something I need to do better. Like I've been on cruise control. Mm. It's, it's been helping me, I think level up with certain small things that I've been kind of overlooking because of the longevity that I've been doing it for a while. So yeah. uh, it was just as helpful for me than I, I feel like it is for them. Uh, but that it, it was fun because it, it's teaching something that I'm doing. Mm. I'm still in the same seat. You know, I don't have to put on different hats. It's, Hey, you're an SE, so teach what you know. So mm. uh, I think that would be uh, for me. And, and, being able to, to to touch and just hit the feedback of, hey, you know, thank you so much or seeing, you know, people's getting an offer letter. Um, that's big for me, man. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Like, and I, and we talked before y'all and the passion that Nigel has to helping people, it's, it's palpable. Like you, you could, you could feel it in the air, just in the conversation. Like he's, his mission is really to help people and it's a unique one. And that's where Learn for Learn Full was born, right? Uh, and and we're gonna talk about that in a second. Um, but just to kind of reiterate, like this is the reason why I want to bring Nigel on here is because not only is <laughs> I'm laughing at Scott. Scott's like, yes, sir, it is. Like talking about being an SE. Um, you guys could definitely should definitely connect, Scott. After this conversation, I I actually was thinking about you when I brought Nigel on. Like this is gonna be good for Scott because it's exactly where he wants to be. So, um, but yeah, let, but in regards to Learnful, like I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about that now, if you're okay, I'm ca- talking about the birth of Learnful, and then I'm going to kind of share some things with the audience, but can you talk about the birth of Learnful uh, specifically? Yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing when I, when I think of it, um, there were some gaps, there were some, 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 some herbal like gaps in this space in regards to teaching people the right way. You know, I'd rather, and I feel like a lot of people can align with this, I'd rather learn the right way the first time rather than to learn than relearn. Mm. Um, so what I did, I, I was able to sit in the industry, soak in the industry, uh, learn from the industry, then also reveal a lot of some gaps that people are facing. Feedback mm. is huge. If you've been, having my ear to the ground and seeing what people are struggling with, whether before or after or during a, a, a boot camp, um, that's big, you know? Yeah. So with that information that I've obtained, 
um, I wanted to check all those boxes off. Wow. And, and I think that's the, the simplest way to do that. And I, like I said, I'm not bashing or referencing anything specific. I'm just, I'm just saying for me, I wanted to provide the ultimate amount of value. Yeah. I'm wanting to make sure that, you know, Hey, if I'm joining Learnful, Learnful, first of all, let's get this clear. We're not getting you a job. You're getting yourself a job. We're literally just in the, the business of transforming passionate people into lifelong learners. Yeah. Um, a quote that I, I love and I, I like to reference, even with the birth of Learnful, was by William Yeats, who's a poet, um, I think an Irish poet. It was education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. Mm. Um, and when I think of that, I mean, I think that the first, I guess, in essence, what it's saying, it, it's it's not education is just the acquisition of knowledge, but it's more so sparking that passion, sparking that curiosity spark sparking you know whatever that desire is to learn and to yeah. seek out new information to seek out new ideas so that filling of a pail or a bucket or whatever i feel like that that really paints the picture of a one-dimensional that one-way transfer of information from teacher to student and mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of people do that like in, in regards to you know who camps on hey this is what you need to know this is how you answer this um, yeah. And that implies that that student is an empty vessel just waiting to be filled with knowledge. Um, yeah. That type of education is going to be more based upon memorization and focused on testing and grades. So whenever you see people that do great in the interview because of the memorization, but whenever they have the actual role, they kind of falter because, you know, that that fire you know, isn't light that, that, it, that it wasn't, isn't ignited. So on the other hand, that lighting of a fire, I feel like metaphor really implies that it's a more active, more engaging form of education where ultimately here at Learnful, we're just, we're, we're just a guide. We're just facilitators, you know, encouraging students to explore and discover new ideas on their own. So mm -hmm. we're really wanting to give you that foundational piece because even afterwards, we know that fire tends to spread. So you're going to continue to learn that curiosity, you know, is always in this kind of way of thinking approach is always going to be aligned with critical thinking, creativity, you know, the love of learning more than anything. So that's what I wanted. I think that quote for me hit me and is like, all right, this is exactly what you need to start creating. Yes. Yeah. That lighting a fire approach rather than just, hey, this is the stuff we're going to cover. This is what you're going to come out learning and knowing. You memorize this and you're going to be good. Okay. Yeah. Anybody can get in. A lot of people are having a tough time really staying in and being impactful once they land. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And with that being said, I'm going to show y'all some stuff about Learnful, man. I mean, just to kind of uh, say this to those that don't know, I am a graduate of Course Careers. I love Course Careers. I'm also an affiliate with Leveled Careers and Leveled Careers is done by some amazing people. Like if you don't know, Katie, Kevin Dorsey, he actually is a teacher for the account executive program with Leveled. Uh, like, so that's big time. And then you have Josh McAdore, who's the uh, teacher for the cybersecurity program that they have. And, and, and they're doing some great work. They're great people in both of those programs. Um, but one thing I liked about Learnful, not, you know, you, you're, you're, those are SDR, BDR, IT, digital marketing, account executive training, um, being a closer, right? Um, and, and cybersecurity. What I love about Learnful is that you're getting that sales engineering training uh, along with other things as well. We're going to break that down too. Um, but you're getting all of that. 
And those other courses are great because, I, again, I, 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 I rock with those courses. That helped me become an SDR, and I love it here in tech, and I'm thankful to them. What I like about Learnful is that it's a little bit more selective. It's not just like, you know, there's a little bit more of a dip. There's a different process to it. It's live. You're going to be interacting with Nigel and other and other teachers and, and instructors in this course. Um, you have to show for class like this is going to be a this is a, this is different. And let, I'm going to let Nigel speak about it as I share uh, the screen here on the platform. Yeah, um, I think for me uh, in really building this out, I thought about how I learn best. Yeah, I was the one to break in, you know, to break into tech, what would be the best way for me? Um, and like I said, no, not to any other programs, but for me specifically, I'm not a very good learner with modules. I'm not a very good learner if it's just going to be someone talking or webinar type learning. Like I was I was not I hated those classes in, in, in college where I just had to sit in a supermodel lot. Those interactive, those engaging classes, those classes that really sparked my curiosity, those are the ones that I excelled at. And I want to make sure that that is being replicated in what we're doing here. So we're going to stuff as much as possible engaging material, whether if it's role play, use case scenarios, um, breakout rooms, breakout discussions, hands-on learning, because that's the way to cement what you've, what you've installed. And this is in the class. So yeah, first half of the class, we're talking, we're going to be instructing, it's going to be you know, interactive. But then the second half, all right, cool. Let's, let's, let's plant down what, what we've learned and let's practice this. You know, so this is something that it's not easy. Like for these six weeks, you're going to have to lock in. But if I was to tell you locking in this six weeks can change the trajectory of your career, you know, would you invest in yourself or, you know, you, you tell me more than anything. So um, I reiterate, this is not easy. This is no, hey, you're going to get a job immediately, but we're going to put you in the best condition. We have a lot of resources. Our team, you know, our team, y'all can check out the website alone, but the team that we have, even from the back end from, you know, the, our, our operations and sales team, but our, our instructors, have been doing it at a high level for quite a bit. This is not people, you know, that are, are just hopped into tech that are, are teaching, you know, under two years or someone who's at, you know, some, you know, small startup. Our people, we have all at Fortune 500 companies from our mentors to our instructors. Um, our mentors have been doing it for, you know, six plus years. Um, some of them are SE managers, you know, at HubSpot. Um, we have our mentors who are also at Fortune 500 companies that have did the transition themselves. And I can speak about that a little bit more um, later on. But you're learning from people that were also in your shoes, that took a boot camp, that can speak to where you're trying to get to. And you're not going to find that a lot of times. You know, every mentor that we have, um, it's going to be based on a one to one basis. They meet you um, on a weekly, sometimes even, you know, more than one time a week uh, for hours or, you know, an hour in a sense. So that specific hands-on learning and applying what you've got in the class. But now, hey, these are my bottlenecks this week. I'm having a tough time understanding this portion of the thing. Tell me a little bit about your role. How should I approach this issue? Like that, having that someone that is, you know, has been promoted in their role within the first year shows you that, hey, this person got the role and is excelling in this role in a short amount of time. 
So that replication thing that we're really trying to do, it, it, it's, it's big for us. Uh, you're muted, Joseph. You're muted. I'm sorry. I'm having a good old time talking here. No, I just realized, I uh, first of all, this is great. This is great, Nigel. I think a lot of people are going to really appreciate it. And I apologize, LinkedIn family, because I realized, for whatever reason, there's a connection issue. Um, and I wasn't getting your comments in my in StreamYard. So I'm literally looking at LinkedIn because there's a lot of comments here from people. And I just want to acknowledge Jera for coming through. She said, Nigel, have you turned your cameras on, too? <laughs> she, that's a that's a career student, so you know that <laughs> she's going through there. Uh, she says, um, Sabrina here, they love the quote that you had. She said, Sabrina says, hey, Nigel, how would you recommend someone with no experience go about securing a sales engineering position? I'm transitioning from education to sales engineering, and I don't have any experience or certifications yet. I mean, we could answer that. You want to answer that now, or do you want to wait to the Q&A portion? Because... I'm just kind of going through the comments here. Um, yeah, you got a lot, you got a lot of people with a lot of questions. So I'm gonna say for the Q and A portion because, like, I'm now looking over. It's pretty. It's 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 pretty wild. I, I got to figure out how to fix that, y'all. So I apologize because I would love to kind of share uh, what you guys are saying here because it's really it's really good stuff on LinkedIn. So I have to figure out that. In the meantime, I'm gonna post something that uh, Scott posted up here, which I thought was good. He said. Uh, he said. That is me, Nigel. I'm a hands-on learner as well. And we had a conversation, Scott and I, and he said the exact same thing. Like, modules are cool, but for me, I'm more of a tactile learner. I need to, like, kind of ask questions to somebody. I need to kind of feel it. And so that is that is so good. And I appreciate you saying this as well, like, you know, uh, that we have people coming on here and, and doing what they're doing because that that is that is great, y'all. So so let me let me do this. Let's keep let's go to um a little bit let's talk a little bit about what you guys do here and what do you offer i'm gonna just read it out here i'm not everything but you know live sessions mentorship community the resources that you have hands-on support career development resume building linkedin optimization and interview prep those are uh just a few things that are going to be covered here and let's kind of talk about even the post graduation program um like this is really great job tracker can you talk a little bit about what people can see after they graduate the program? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Um, a lot of boot camps that I see are, you know, hey, you graduated, here's a cert, you know, go apply. But I feel like that's the time where you need the most support. Like this is mm. a real growth. You know, hey, it's great to post, hey, I just graduated, but then, you know, wh where are the resources that you need in those times? You know, can I always come back or, you know, can you continue to supply me with opportunities? Um, I looked at and I listened to a lot of individuals and saw what they were spending a lot of money on after tech or yeah. after boot camp. Hey, man, I'm paying someone to do my resume. I'm paying someone to do my cover letter. Um, I need someone to really assist me with interview prep, you know, yeah. and, or someone to you know help me playing my career pathway. If right now I'm in this role, but I want to become a principal SE, what's the pathway? What are some certs or, you know, what do I need to do to look more attractive in this space? Um, so I saw that, I heard that. Um, and, you know, a lot of that stuff I experienced personally. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to roll that into a resource that keeps on giving, that continues to learn. So mm. what we have is a, 
a platform um, that, like I said, we've rolled into the, this is not additional. This is something that, you know, we wanted to, to provide individuals um, yeah. after, you know, to have that help in that career progression. So everything here is ever learning. Um, and it's something of a resource that we're proud to, 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 to partner with and, and uh, implement for our students. Yeah, <laughs> I got a post. I got somebody on uh, Reginald Harville from um, LinkedIn who said, you know, hey, this is that's what I need. Can we just do the post-grad part of this program and give me a leg up? Like, like, like people are seeing the value in this and they're like, hey, you know, how do I get this value? And we're going to talk about that. You know, what sets us apart? Um, the program is an experiment. Uh, I'm, I can't read that right now. <laughs> Experimental learning, like you talked about it, practical curriculum and all these different things. And then you also have cybersecurity coming up, data analytics, project management. So you have a few things. And this is the part that I wanted to get to as a team here, because I think a lot of people will recognize some of these faces. You have your face as well, but you also have Alexis Rodriguez, you have Kirk Taylor, you have Tiffany, Tiffany Poole here as well. And I know somebody actually mentioned the name here, but Iman, someone's like, hey, yo, Iman would be great to have on. Well, Iman is here. In fact, Scott said Iman is the truth as well so this was before even going to the meet the team section and so you could see that like as he said he has people here that are mentors that are instructors that have been a part of the sales game for quite some time so this is pretty cool to see this and understand who is going to be a part of this uh team that they have here yeah. with learnful did you want to add anything i'm sorry uh, no, I think, I mean, what you said there, and even if you're wanting some more insights, I mean, you're able to, you don't have to right now, but you're able to click in and hear a little bit more of their story, their journey, because uh, not everybody got an engineering degree. Um, mm. Everyone's path is different. You're able to tap into them and see uh, their LinkedIn, connect with them. Um, it's Alexis, who is an amazing you know, uh, person, like she, I think, got a, a degree in, uh, I believe it was uh, journalism or something on like she's an amazing writer yeah. um, and she went to yeah, creative writing at Cornell and now she's a SE manager um, at one of the top organizations at, at, at HubSpot. Wow. Yeah. Principal SE level two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, now she's actually just got promoted into becoming a manager. So uh, she was on my team. Now she's managing a team of herself. So it, that is just a testament of who we have and just their passions along, alongside of this. These people are taking times of, of their, you know, crazy busy schedule to making sure that they're available. Um, same thing with our mentors, y'all, our mentors, our mentors, Kirk, Pooja, Tiff, you know, E-Man, that whole team, I would put them against any, anybody. Like these people, it's not just, hey, here's your, this is what you should do. Connect with 500 people on LinkedIn. And this is your, this is a carbon copy resume that everyone else has. No, like these people have a structure that's alongside, you know, they're giving you resources each week. They're talking about specific things each week. So they're talking, like you said, talking about your bottlenecks. What are you having struggle with? Hey, let's do some role play practice and stuff like that. So these are people that are opening up their schedule already. Um, yeah. and that have a structured program that I'm super excited about. So um, that's, you know, just a testament of, you know, our client facing team. We have an amazing back end team as well. Um, yeah. But the value is there. The passion is there. Like what I have, it's infectious in the squad. Everyone shares that same sentiment. So 
I'm excited to have uh, the, the powerhouse of a team that we have. And, and, and let me just reiterate this for people. Uh, you were some of these mentors, instructors at the previous uh, organization that you were with, right? I know, I know Cyrus is one of your students too. And so you know them intimately. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's not just like, hey, this is like a cool person that I've met. Um, no, you know them intimately. You've seen them develop. You're part of their development. And you're the reason why they're, you're part of the reason why they are where they are right now. Yeah, I wouldn't say I am the reason, but no, for yeah. sure. It's, it's funny because um, there's some people that to take the course um, and that, okay, hey, this person's taking the course. And I, I know the mentality that they're approaching this. I mean, there's some people that that come in with a work ethic, that with with a, an approach and that a vision that is locked in um, and someone that I, I want to pour into and I can support. You know, I want to help people that want to help themselves. So, you know, Tiff um, saw her. She was always the first in class, you know, always, you know, the questions are super, uh, you know, uh, super engaged to a point where even afterwards, after she graduated, we will still meet up. And hey, let's let's work on you know your 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 your, your demo prep. Um, very impressive. Thank Pooja, amazing, amazing person. She's at Accenture right now, killing it. You know, I think Tiff is at UKG. You know, killing it. Both of them yeah. at promotion. Um, Eman, one of my first students, man. Eman wouldn't leave me alone. Love that's my brother. Like I love him to death. Um, after he graduated, I think it was every other day. You know, we were chatting and stuff like that. So. Um, he is a wealth of knowledge. I think all of them are wealth of knowledge. Kirk, uh, who's in Canada, super, so y'all know he's super nice. Uh, but Kirk has been at a senior level for a minute. Y'all, mm. Kirk's been doing it. Kirk actually was the one person that you know I knew from from Eman, but he's been an SE manager and a leader for a long time at SAP, at you know UKG, at you know some hard heavy hitting companies. Twenty five years in this space. Wow. So that's someone that also is a legend in the game. So, no, yeah, I saw these people and immediately once the seed was planted, I was like, I got to have these people on my team because I know what they're passionate about. And when I tell you these people are jumping at the idea to a point where they took things off their plate that they're doing currently so they can make sure that they have time for this. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That 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 says a lot. That says a lot. So I wanted to ask you this question because some people may not understand what pre-sales basically, you know, entails, right? So I wanted to ask you what, when you say learn pre-sales course, what does that entail for people that may not know? Yeah. So pre-sales, I mean, for me, it's anything prior to the actual sale. So any, any step, any communication, you know, hey, this is pre or, you know, before post, obviously being after they sell. So post sales, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like customer service managers and stuff like that. So any role that is vital in helping close the deal is going to be a pre-sales. So this technical pre-sales course are, you know, encompasses these roles as these SDR, BDRs, you know, SEs, you know, even sometimes SAs, you know, in this space. So um, what I wanted to do since there's, and you know this, Joseph, there's a lot of overlap. There's yeah. a lot of collaboration and a lot of these skill sets and a lot of these roles. Um, to be frank, a lot of our classes are going to be tailored to the lens of an SE. Mm. But we speak on, since we're all SEs, we know the other AE roles and we speak on each end role individually. Because this is not a funnel where we're pushing everyone into being you know, this type of role. 
we're asking these questions and we're going to communicate to you based upon the role that we feel, you know, is relevant to you specifically. So oh, I'm letting you know how discovery looks at an SC stage versus, you know, communicating on what it looks like on an AE stage. You know, mm. what's that exit criteria look like? How do they differ? You know, so whatever class we're going to, we're looking at the lens of, of multiple different roles and we're speaking to those lenses as well. So it's it's not a one, you know, one fits all type of vibe. This is yeah. a, we're going to speak to you. Your, your mentor is going to talk to you based upon, you know, how we envision you stepping into this. Because once you step in, you can grow from anywhere. But mm. always that first step. Yeah, Scott, this one's for you, Scott. <laughs> we, we just talked about this like like Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is definitely for you, Scott. Um, but let me let me kind of break this down for the people even more because they want to have an understanding. We're gonna have a QA just now, but I want to kind of give opportunities for people to kind of get a, a good understanding of what this is. This is not, and please correct if I'm wrong, Nigel. From my understanding, when we kind of had a conversation, this is not okay, I'm gonna sign up and I'm jumping into this course. This is a process where you are evaluating each student and some students may not even be able to make it through the cohort based off of the criteria that you have. Is that correct? I want to make sure I, I explain that to the people so they know exactly what this is. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, that, that is correct. So the main thing, we're not gatekeeping in a sense where, Hey, you know what? Um, you don't have X amount of skills or X amount of experience in the space. That's not how we're looking at it. We're looking at things that, um, and how you're approaching things. So what are you, how, what's your, based upon our initial, conversation, you know, what's your communication level look like? What's your collaboration level look like? You know, what, what, what is your commitment level look like? These small things that we're kind of picking up on that really determines that, Hey, you know, this is someone that we can pour into. That's just someone that we could help build because they have a rich foundation uh, versus someone that's literally paying, you know, money to, Hey, you guys are going to guarantee me a job. It's a mentality that we're wanting to work with. Um, and not a lot of people always have that. Some people are just looking for the easiest way, the, the path of least resistance. Um, and that's not someone that we're wanting to you know, partner with. Um, so the main thing is we're just wanting to make sure that we're, we're bringing on the right people mm. um, in, in, into this course. Because like I said, we're, we're limiting the amount of seats. Yeah. So we can still have that intimacy so people aren't feeling just like another number. Yeah. Um, and that we can, like you said, have that um, accessibility where you're able to reach out and touch, you know, you know, whomever you're needing to. Um, so that, I think that's the main thing that we're just wanting. To, I don't want to bring on anyone to this course if I can't envision getting them or supporting them, helping them get a role within the six months to a year time frame. Yeah, I think I want to find that because I did see that. Like how many how many seats are in a cohort? Because a six week mm -hmm. cohort, mm -hmm. how many seats are available within that time frame? Um, at the moment, 25. 25. So you're selecting only 25 people per six-week cohorts. So this is very selective. That's the word I want to say. This is very selective. This is not – not everybody would be able to get into a particular cohort at a, at a time. They want to see that you have a – I'm trying to choose my words carefully. But there there's a definite selective process to make sure that people that are in this are really in this for the right reasons. I would yes. say that's what it is. And so if you are serious about this, know that there's going to be a level of commitment that's involved mm -hmm. for six weeks. You're going to have to pretty much dedicate your time to this as well as, I mean, of course you have lives to live, you have jobs and stuff like that, but you're going to have to dedicate six weeks where you're going to have one on almost one-on-one -on -one mentorship at a point, pretty much. That's yeah. what it sounds like. That's how, cause it's that tiny of a selection pool. And it sounds like you guys would have a waiting list. That's what it sounds like. Cause it, 
<laughs> you can't because if it's 25, people are gonna have to be waiting online for this. This is gonna be very, very, very. It's, it's almost somewhat exclusive, but not in the sense of gatekeeping, like you said, in the sense of care and pouring into people. I, yeah, and I think to that point, what you said is, is it's it's not to a point where gatekeeping. We're we're wanting to push out quality rather than quantity. Mm. Quality requires intimacy. Mm. Um, Good quote. So that that's one thing that's important for us because if we could push out monthly cohorts and max them out, if if we wanted to be frank, like hey, the the powerhouse of the team that we have, we can literally just do that. But that's not important for us right now. It's it's I'm wanting the people that come out. I'm wanting 80, 90 percent placement rate because we chose mm. the right people because we have the the, the right mentality of people coming in. So mm. I mean, even in that time, this I think probably what's going to be six, six cohorts a year. Wow. And until we start branching off and like, as you saw, we have uh, data analytics popping up, you know, early next year. Um, we have um, project management popping up right now. We're in, in the, the process of, you know, reviewing some proposals and stuff like that, which we're super excited about because we're not wanting to be learned. We've known as a pre-sales program. We're yeah. in the, the transformation game. We're simply wow. a vehicle from, from creating, you know, those lifelong learners to their ideal lifestyle, their ideal, whatever that looks like to you. So, wow. And I, I just did the math. So basically, only a pretty much 150 students you'll probably be seeing in a year because of how selective you are. That's a man that that's a level of of of, uh, of intimacy <laughs> that I've, I haven't I haven't heard of. Wow. So this is going to be special. I think this is a good time to jump into Q&A section because there's some questions here. And I, and I know that, again, I apologize, LinkedIn community. I do because for whatever reason, my platform has not connected properly. You could see the, the feed. I just checked it, which is great. I'm glad you could see it. But for whatever reason, the questions and the comments are not coming through. So I'm going to just read. Uh, the questions and I'm going to have Nigel answer it. So I'm going to say your name. I'm going to say the question that you have because I want to make sure that we cover all these questions. But in the meantime, as I'm going through, I'm just going to say the comments that are there, you know, um, and uh, Sabrina, I'm going to go back to your question first, Sabrina Williams. So Sabrina, if you're there, uh, just type in the comment section to let me know. Or if you really want your questions to be seen on the platform, YouTube is definitely available to you. Um, so go ahead and go to my YouTube channel. That's going to be YouTube at Techniche Tips right there, www.youtube.com at Techniche Tips. If you go to that channel and you put your comments in the comment section or the, the live feed section, I could be able to display on the screen. And if you're there, might as well subscribe and like, right? Uh, so, but, uh, but but really, we're going to jump into that Q&A section right now because this is really good information. And a lot of people have questions. A lot of people want to talk to us. Uh, I could see it right here. So Sabrina asks, hey, Nigel, how would you recommend someone with no experience go about securing a sales engineering position? I mentioned this question before, but I'm just mentioning it again. Um, I'm transitioning from education to sales engineering, and I don't have any experience or certifications yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first of all, hey, Sabrina, happy Saturday. Um, second of all, I think it's we got we got to, I guess, analyze how you're looking at this and what scope you're looking at. it in. Um, for, I've seen I think teachers or education in general are probably one of the 
you know, easiest transitions in this tech space. If you could teach, if you could teach a kid math, you could teach any, anybody and you could show value in anything. But when you say no experience, um, that's really where we need to kind of, you know, look at, you need to go back and um, analyze just like I did. What am I doing right now? Okay. And then what's the role that I'm, I'm wanting to step into mm. their overlap? What are some skills that I can pass across? So when you're saying, Hey, there's no, I don't have any skill set or I don't have any experience in this space. Um, if a recruiter asks you, Hey, you know, I see that you don't have or Nigel. Hey, I see that you don't have, or I mean, anybody who doesn't, is not in it. Hey, I see that you don't have any sales engineering experience, you know? So yeah. you know, I'm curious on um, why should we hire you? Um, for me, my response would be, okay, like what would you classify as sales engineering experience? Like, what are you looking for? So rather than me just disqualifying myself right there immediately, I'm wanting to know exactly what, what's the target I should aim for. If she starts talking about, well, we want someone that's able to, you know, has been able to communicate with, 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 with X, Y, and Z, or being able to, you know, handle, you know, stakeholder stuff, or being able to have familiarity in the sales process from what she's telling you, now you can start aligning your skill set on, okay, well, you know, in my role currently, this is what, you know, this is what I'm currently, and this is how I'm communicating, and this is why it's important. You know, yeah. the way I see it, I have 85, 75% of the skills that you've stated, you know, um, though I may not have the title, you know, the skill sets that's required to be successful in this based upon what you told me is blah, blah, blah. So I think let's go back to the drawing board in regards to saying, hey, I have no skills. Obviously, it would help. For sure, if you had another platform or some kind of education to lean on, exactly like, you know, like um, like uh, Joseph took, you know, he took a class, you know, to self help support and help that transition to, to reduce that barrier. Because ultimately, these companies are looking um, to mitigate risk. How risky is this person? You know, there's always going to be risk, but they're wanting to, especially in this time and age, like the roles are there. They're a little bit more selective now. Mm. You know, so. I don't know if that was hopefully that was helpful or give me insights, but yeah, Sabrina, let me know if that was helpful in the comment section, and I will definitely reiterate that for Nigel so he knows. Uh, I, I I'm looking at the list here. That was great, by the way, Nigel. I think that was really good. I have somebody luck here. Oh, hey, what's up, brother? Uh, he said, Nigel, my friend Q just was part of your first cohort. He had a lot of great stuff to say about your boot camp. Keep up the great work. That's what I'm seeing from that. Excuse uh, me. In the She's He's a legend. Y'all tap into to Q, man. Um, he was able to um, tap in, killed it, y'all, um, mm -hmm. coming from a complete different background. So I would love for you guys to tap into him, learn from him, um, even learn from our previous students and, and current students uh, that we have right now in the second cohort. Yeah. Um, they're going to be graduating soon. So, you know, y'all tap into them and get feedback. Don't, don't take it from me. You know, take it from the people that also take the course as well. Uh, you know what? With that being said, if you could make the connection, I would love for him to be on the show so he could share his story. Yeah, if you could make that connection, because if you're speaking so highly about him, I would love to for people to hear it. He's <laughs> a legend in space, though, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely would. Um, let me see this. This, this is a question from Jera, and then I, Scott, I see your question, so I'm gonna go to yours next. But she says it was tough for me to get a sales engineer engineer role after finishing careers having no sales experience. Now that I have close to six months of BDR experience, is this a good time to start applying for SE roles again? 
Yeah, good question. First of all, I know Jared. Jared's a little girl. Um, she was actually, when we used to talk, uh, she was really nervous about her personality and felt like she doesn't know if she'll be able to, to land a role. So the fact that she's she got the role, she's killing it. Um, that's a testament of, like I said, whatever objection that you're, you're sometimes you're in your own way a lot of times, mm. that mentality. So Jira, super proud of you. Jira's gems, yo, hashtag, I, I see it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, let me give you an example. So there's another uh, lady who took the course and I, you know, recommended, hey, you know, I think you should, this is a good company that's giving you an offer. I think you saw that they have this role in the future or they have, you know, the SE role down the line or there's an opening. Communicate that with your manager. A lot of times your managers will give mm. you the best resources to step into that role or give you the best exposure to step into that role. You know, whether if it's, hey, you're partnering with the sales engineering team or, you know, just sitting on some of their calls and learning. Yeah. Um, they're wanting growth. They're wanting you to stay within the company. They, they, it's expensive to hire. It's expensive to rehire. So what they're wanting to do, if, if they see you as coming at this level and staying and growing within the company, obviously they're going to love to support that. So mm. my thing for you would be if there's a role internally, get that communication, get those gears rolling. But then that also aligns with your performance in your current role. Mm. We got to make sure that, and I know you are, but we got to make sure that based upon, hey, if you're wanting to step into this frame, if you're wanting the responsibility or the opportunity to step into more stuff on your plate, I'm curious on how you're handling what you have currently on your plate. How are yeah. you performing? You know, how are you stewarding your time in this in this season? Um, it's also going to determine how much, you know, that they're going to give in, in your next season. So um, mm -hmm. I would um, – it's it's always cool to kind of keep your keep your your options open, um, even just to, to to interview just for practice. I'm yeah. extremely happy to where I'm at at HubSpot. Shout out to the hubs, um, but you know I'm I'm always gonna hey if if something reaches out I'll interview with with just to, to sharpen my skills. You know it's mm. it's fun and if I if it, I'm not a good fit I'll hey you know I have a few other people you know that are are, are good opportunities. Can I send you their resumes? That's what I do. And that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Uh, let me ask, and I know this is, uh, normally I would kind of do this offline, but I'm going to ask Nigel here. Do you have a hard stop? Because uh, we got no. some questions in here. No, I'm good. Okay. All right. So the family, they, they have a lot of questions here. I didn't realize how much. Uh, I'm going to put some stuff here because I actually do have some YouTube commenters. Uh, I'm almost done with course careers, and I believe that this will give me the confidence and support I need to move forward. Um, and then I have a question from Scott. He said, would going through would going through being um, an SDR for a length of time make me a better SE down the road? He wants to transition to be a sales engineer ultimately, so that's what his question is. Yeah, so it's kind of, I mean, based upon where you're at, I'm not sure on what the role is that you're at, but what I always tell people it, it's it's tough if you're jumping into a, a, a new industry, a new role, because mm -hmm. um, as an SE you're stepping into, okay, not only do you have to start being, becoming the technical expert, expert, but then if you're new to the space, first of all, you have to learn the role and the role yeah. and the responsibilities. On top of that, if you've never been in sales, you have to understand the whole sales process, the business acumen, and all that stuff. And then, like I said, you got to understand, as, as the technical support, you got to understand the product as well. So as you're jumping in, there's a lot of responsibility that's going to be you know, placed on you. Why not 
you know, reduce or chop away from some of that stuff. If I could jump in as an, an SDR and understand the sales process, get my feet at the ground level at the product so that, you know, my learnings, you know, slightly increase rather than kind of being a, a lot of stuff dumped up me at once. It's, I mean, that's based upon how you learn best. So mm. especially if you've been with an organization for a while, they're going to be more in your, like I said, you've been uh, excelling in your role. That progression is going to be great. I've seen people stay in roles for about six to seven months and then be promoted to the next level at my current company. So it's, it's, it's not something down the line. Like I said before, the other lady that I was talking to, she stepped into a role um, and about nine months later or eight months later, uh, she started interviewing for an SE role. I got to mm. see if she, I got to double check and see if she got the role, but she hit me up. She's like, Hey, Nigel, um, I just applied. I'm actually having an interview with our company for this role. I'm nervous. I'm confused. What's going on? And we, I chatted with her for a little bit. Um, so I got to check and see if she changed her status or not. But um, yeah, I, I think that would definitely help you with the transition. Mm, that's right. Some, some, uh, some companies, they actually look to hire within first. Yep. Uh, because you already have an idea of the company, the product, and things of that nature. So yep. that, that 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 might not be a bad idea. That might not be a bad idea. Oh, Sabrina did respond. She said, "Thank, thank you, Nigel. It was very helpful. I appreciate your feedback." So that's 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 great. I do have a question here. Uh, forgive me, y'all. I have to go through all this list because of the technical difficulty that I have. But it's all good. I have just Justice here who says, "Same here. I'm Af I'm an African from Ghana." Currently working towards breaking into tech as a sales engineer. So that's awesome. So he should, he should probably reach out to you for sure. I feel like, uh, Serena says, I feel like yours is a bit different since you do have a bit of experience in the tech industry. Never hurts to ask. Um, I guess that's, that's responding to Jared's comment earlier. And let me go down the list. Mia says, love that. Three clap emojis. <laughs> what up, Mia? Um, and then I say, hey, that's what I need. I'm just, I'm just, just reading this to make sure that it's a question. Oh, no, he was talking about your course. Reginald said, hey, that, your course, Learnful, Learnful, that's what I need. Can we do the postgraduate part? And then uh, uh, Sheila said the same thing. She's like, I need all of this. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so with that being said, let me just do a, a quick uh, little promo here. Uh, go to Learnful.com slash home or just Learnful.com and find out more about the course. You could see it's, again, selective. But you can apply. You can apply, find, find out if you apply. And then actually, if you do apply, you could use my promo code Joseph-150. That's Joseph-150. And if you get through, you'll get 150 off, uh, $150 off. Uh, I believe that's how, that how, that's how it works. So go ahead and use that. I mean, it's always good to save some money, right? We want to save some money here. But at the same time, we want to learn and give our all because – this is definitely, as, as uh, Luck said earlier, he had a testimony from a friend, Q, which hopefully I'll have on the show soon. He said it was way, it was worth it and more. So definitely you want to look into that. And I have, um, okay, but yeah, Nigel Scott wants to definitely reach out to you. I think he sent a request to you, but for whatever reason, it didn't connect. Um, I just got him. I got you, Scott. Oh, Scott, he's got you. He's got you, he said. So he's going to take care of that. Look at the power of technology. Got that taken care of. Uh, let me just go through the comment section. Um, Sheila says one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Yes, I want this so that I can get into my first role. I'll be confident doing that. Um, Justice does have a question here. He says, currently implementing um, what Nigel said. I don't have... Oh, actually, it's not a question. It's more of a comment. 
Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and type them in either YouTube. I would actually encourage you to do a YouTube because I could actually display your questions on YouTube. Right now, LinkedIn, I'm having some technical issues with them. So go ahead, jump on to YouTube. Again, I'm going to put that in. I'm going to show that here so you can see what I'm talking about when I'm referring to YouTube. But YouTube.com forward slash at Tech Niche Tips. Again, that's YouTube.com forward slash at Tech Niche Tips. So that way you could put your comments in this section there so I could put it on the screen to make it easier for Nigel and myself to kind of go through them. Uh, but yeah. Currently implementing what Nigel said. This is what Justice says. Currently implementing what Nigel just said. I don't have sales engineering experience, but I'm using the transferable skills related to sales engineering. Um, okay, yeah. So so I think, Justice, uh, if you are currently implementing that, those things, I don't think it hurts to reach out to Nigel and, and see what LearnFill could do for you. Uh, um, oh, Jarrah says, thank you. That was very helpful. Jarrah responded to the question that you had. And so listen, y'all, uh, Brother Nigel has a family. He's a very busy man. I don't want to keep him here too, too long. I mean, we love what he was able to provide to us today. So if there are not any questions, I'm going to give y'all like a minute or so to put in any more questions. But if there's not any more questions, if you feel like your belly is, pun intended, full, uh, and your mind is full, <laughs> then then I would just encourage you to take time to go to the website. Again, the website is learnfull.com. Um, if you want to just go learnfull.com slash home, that's fine too. And again, if this is something that you are highly considering, you can save some um, dinero and use my promo code joseph-150 just to get 150 off if you are selected for this program. Again, just to just to reiterate the math, 25 students per cohort. Cohort lasts six weeks. They're only going to do approximately, I think you said, what was it, uh, eight cohorts or something like that? This, this Seven, six, yeah, a year. So you're looking at roughly 150 students alone. That means that's something that you want to jump on ASAP before it fills up. If this is something that you really want to do, Sabrina says, thank you so much to you and Nigel for hosting this today. Uh, thank you, Sabrina, for watching. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. Uh, but brother Nigel, that minute is coming to a close. I think we are good. That, now, you kind of hinted on this already, but what would you say is the mindset someone would need to have to order to really not like not only be where you are, but to scale from there? You, you mentioned curiosity. Is that the mindset or you feel like there's a little bit more that you would want to add to that? Um, I guess, pun intended, um, it has to be a learner, mm -hmm. um, a, a lifelong learner at that. Um, and we can see that just based upon, you know, how we're communicating with th that individual. Um, but that's really like once you've stopped, I think, learning or stopped being a student, um, you become stagnant. And once you mm. become stagnant, you're, you're falling back. So it, it's a mentality that you're needing to approach of, hey, I'm always learning. Like the fact that I've been doing this for quite a bit, but I'm in it more than I've ever been at this level. Um, it's because I'm a learner, you know, and, and that's that's something that is my identity and that's not going to change anytime soon. So that's I think that's the people that we attract. Um, and I think that's the people that we want to work with. Um, are those people that have that mentality. You know, this is not a, a money grab. This isn't a one-stop shop. This is something yeah. that we're sparking or igniting, you know. Uh, a flame. That flame, bro. That flame. That so, flame. Fuego. 
<laughs> Don't want that con fuego. That's right. Uh, actually, my cousin Joel. What's up, Joel? Uh, my my. This is my blood cousin. He uh he actually um veteran served, and he I believe was looking to be a developer in cybersecurity. And he said this is great info. So salute to you. Uh, thank you for for even coming through and saying something, man. I appreciate that. And I got our our, fa our, our favorite YouTuber here, Scott. Uh, he says facts. Thank you, Kings, both for your time and knowledge you brothers are pivotal to advancing the culture we appreciate that we're just we're just doing the little things that we can do on our end you know to to, to either share information like i do uh to teach like nigel does and so this hopefully can help in regards to people that are deciding to make that pivot to whatever direction they're looking to do so with that being said i think it's a great time to kind of end our conversation but thank you so much for those that are watching on YouTube, on LinkedIn, those that tapped in on Facebook, you know, I really do appreciate it uh, for everybody that has been able to even take the time through the technical difficulties to stay with us for this wonderful conversation. And family, like I always say, until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family. <laughs>